What up, everybody, and welcome to the State of Wild episode 18, a weekly podcast, YouTube video, web series thing. As usual, I'm joined by Corbett Games. Corbett, how are you doing tonight, friend? Mouth, I'm exhausted. Um, it's been a long day. This, this day has been a hell of a week, it feels like, where I've just been absolutely thrown information my way. I've been up for a very long time. But yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk in, uh, in depth on this stuff. Um, all the news that we got, we got so much stuff. So yeah, looking forward to this. Corbett woke up at 1.30, by the way, to watch this announcement. If you don't know, if, if that's not dedication, I don't know what is. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a strange life. <laughs> uh, but I we usually talk about this format, but we're going to say screw the usual format because... I mean, we got a bunch of crazy new things to talk about, so let's just go ahead and, and dive right on in. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the announcements, I would just recommend go back and watch the VOD. It's like 30 minutes of news. Um, it, it's a ton of, ton of information. We'll try our best to cover a lot of it. Um, and maybe the biggest thing, okay, is, is a brand new game mode that was announced, uh, Hearthstone mm-hmm. Duels. Okay, and so what this is, basically, if you guys remember the Dungeon Run PvE uh kind of solo adventures that they had last year um they've brought it back in a unique way uh where you kind of start with a constructed deck of standard and wild cards okay so 15 single cards uh and then you then you go into the dungeon run and add cards and treasures like you kind of do uh previously and and the big twist is that it's pvp right you're playing against other players on a ladder system which is kind of awesome uh, so the game is currently in early access, starting today, um, and so you're able to play as as all the heroes, but you only have access to like one single hero power, uh, and you only have one of their signature treasures. Um, so they normally have three hero powers and six treasures. Right now, we only have access to one each. Um, and when the game enters beta, so I think everybody will have access to the game, regardless of whether you pre-ordered or not, on November twelfth, um, and then the game will go live uh, out of alpha i guess early access and into beta on november 17th when mm-hmm. the expansion launches and we'll talk about the expansion in a bit um and then you're going to get access to more hero powers and more treasures um and then you're, you're gonna you know climb you'll have mmr and it'll reset uh every couple of months and when that reset happens they'll change what expansions are present um and so just to touch on this a little bit the 15 cards that you're selecting from they're from two wild expansions and two standard expansions so right now you have access to cards from Nexramus, one night in karazan uh skullamance academy and then the brand new expansion dark moon fair yeah uh so the game will probably be looking quite different by the time it happens yeah. to go like um you know fully live i guess on the expansion release on the 17th um right now uh as me said we only have access to the single hero power and the signature treasure so it's mostly just kind of experimenting and getting a feel for what the mode's like um and then once everything kind of goes live and they'll unlock the heroic style which is going to give you arena style rewards um when you play against other people so you know it's the same kind of arena structure that you guys are all very familiar with i think um once that all that all goes live and stuff um it should be interesting because right now it is that kind of casual format mm-hmm. um where you have that mmr rating um and things are a little bit more limited but uh, yeah, Meowth, I know that you got to play some of this today. Uh, what were your general early impressions? And generally, what do you think the reaction has been overall to this like very rare instance where we get this insane new game mode in Hearthstone? So I think my initial reaction to when I heard this announcement and what the expansion or the new game mode was going to be, like a lot of people, I was really, really excited to play with it. And I think I played about four or five hours today, and I know you played a fair bit as well. Uh, my initial impressions is this is a format that's ha- that has a ton of potential. Okay, um, but its current iteration's a little bit rough. Um, like, as in, like, I after playing four hours, I'm like, okay, I think I've done everything so far, just because there's not a ton of experimentation with different decks and different hero powers or different combinations of hero powers and treasures. Mm-hmm. And that's probably just because they're trying to get everything sorted out. Um, but, like... I think the card pool is a little bit small, right? Choosing two adventures. While I understand why they did that, because it's if people want to buy the wild cards, it's a lot easier to buy an adventure and unlock them all at once, right? Rather than trying to buy packs from expansion. So it makes sense. Um, but the card pool, I think, is just really, really small right now. Um, mm-hmm. And that combined with a small set of hero powers and treasures just makes... Like, I feel like I've done everything, especially with no ranked mode right now. Uh, but like I said, I think this is a mode that's full of potential. Right, especially if they keep things fresh like they have been with Battlegrounds. And I think they've been doing a really, really, really good job with Battlegrounds. And so I wouldn't expect anything different with this. But 
I mean, I'm excited. I had a ton of fun playing today. Okay, I said all of that. I had a ton of fun playing today. Yeah, I, I think the point about the card pools being intentionally very small um, is a good one, right? Where they they kind of don't want to overload people in terms of like being able to have to like craft a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of these wild cards. So Karazhan um, and yeah, Nax two are the absolute smallest sets that we have. Um, but yeah, like you said, it does make things a little bit limiting in addition to the the hero powers and everything. In in contrast to battlegrounds, which I think is like the only real thing that we can compare this to, yeah. right? where it's the only time where we've had this new game mode experience. It's sort of like early access type of thing. And a lot of the early Battleground stuff is kind of a little bit of a blur in my head, <laughs> um, where it kind of just rushed through, where I remember just like playing a ton of it for the first like 10 days or so. But a lot of my early impressions, um, I remember being with Battlegrounds, I was um, kind of like very, like, I suppose, I was very impressed with what Battlegrounds was and mm -hmm. how different it felt compared to just like Hearthstone as a game mode. It was very different than anything that we'd really seen before, um, especially for me, because I wasn't that familiar with the uh, auto chess genre. I played a little bit of TFT, but I, that wasn't really super onto that kind, of, um, yeah. that kind of game as well. Whereas like, because like Battlegrounds was such a complete left turn, um, with, the, with, the dual, uh, with the dual mode, we're very familiar with the style um, of play experience, right? Where we've been doing these dungeon runs previously. We've had a lot of this kind of PvE yeah. style um, of, of gameplay. So it's not as, um, I would say, like, it's not as revolutionary. It's not as, like, as jarring almost or is not quite as, uh, as different as what we're used to doing. So I think in that sense, it did feel, personally, like today, uh, I, I am gonna not going to lie, like, I was kind of a little bit sick of it by the time I had finished up streaming. Um, and maybe that was just because, you know, because it was playing a lot of it very, very quickly and stuff. Um, and because things are limited right now. But yeah, I think what you're saying about it does have potential. I think in theory, it should have a really high amount of replayability. Yeah. Um, with the amount of variations that you can go with deck building and treasures and how you build the deck and all this kind of stuff. But I think right now, as it's currently presented, I don't think it's going to be just there immediately. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of changes, if any, they make in the very short term. Um, because right now, it very much feels like the game is very much built on, you know, like going in, constructing your very broken deck, depending on what you get offered. And the games themselves feel a little bit secondary. Um, I don't know if that is how you felt, but yeah, that's kind of my early impressions immediately from uh, the new game mode. I mean, kind of building off of that, I think there was like two big issues from my experience in one day, um, and I hope that they do address it. And I think one of it is the fact that right now, so for me personally, the reason I didn't enjoy Dungeon Runs a ton was because it was PvE, mm -hmm. and I personally, I play Hearthstone for PvP. And so the fact that yeah. they brought Dungeon Runs to PvP was awesome, and I was excited about it. I think what happened, though, is there's a little bit of loss of, like, there, there's some things that don't translate from a PvP, PvE experience to a PvP experience, right? And I think part of that is just, like, a huge gap in some of the power levels of these treasures and buckets, right? It's, for example, uh, Robes of Godiness, right? If you get that, you that's, like, the best treasure in the game. And yeah. if I'm playing, like, for example, I played a Shaman deck. I was playing this really, really weird spell dominant spell damage shaman deck that i like i had not gotten offered any good treasures my buckets were kind of wonky but i was somehow scraping together wins and then all of a sudden i get to eight wins and i immediately queue into like two players who have absolutely insane treasures and you just kind of have no chance against them right so i definitely yeah. think there needs to be some sort of balancing and power level of the treasures just because i don't think like in a pve experience that's fine right like it doesn't mm. really need to be balanced right because it's like you're going against a computer, you're not playing against somebody who's going to have a, an emotional reaction to the power level um, gap. Mm -hmm. And I, I think a lot of thing is also I, the hero powers and treasures, man. Like, that was some of the most fun parts of Dungeon Runs, right? Being able to mix and match and, like, change how you're playing the game, right? <laughs> and you, you don't really get that. Because, for example, I was playing the Warlock, like the Warlock hero. Her, yeah. her yeah. treasure does not synergize with our hero power very well at all and it doesn't synergize right. with some of the creatures that are in the pool so it just feels like there's like a power gap a, a huge power gap um and i definitely think that if they get that sorted out and then they keep things fresh right so they've they've mentioned that whenever they do big rotations like they do in bgs they'll rotate heroes right so a lot of these heroes are school mm -hmm. events academy based okay but then maybe the next big rotation they'll be dark moon fair 
themed heroes right with treasures and hero powers and stuff like that which would be awesome and yeah um sorry uh yeah i was gonna say like just like you i, I tend to play the game very much for that pvp experience mm -hmm. and today when i was playing it just didn't feel like i was playing against other human people yeah it didn't feel like that at all it very much felt like i was playing against the computer yeah. um for whatever reason i don't know whether it was because that lack of um i guess like arena reward structure maybe or uh the rating kind of without any like leaderboard or anything the rating itself felt very strange and mm -hmm. kind of uh, especially suppose, for like, abstract. casual yeah like casual. yeah especially when it's labeled kind of casual um it was kind of strange but yeah i do think the game, the game mode as you said like ton of potential um but we'll see we'll go from there because I, I think it does it does right now need some work i don't want to be too much of a downer yeah, on this stuff I mean... because you know <laughs> like battlegrounds was great and they've continued to do it an incredible job with battlegrounds so i don't really want to be like that but i want to also be honest and realistic about i mean this I is this is day one of the early access mm. alpha whatever you want to call yeah. it like there's going to be changes and i like i'm sure they're going to be changes for the better those we're just talking about like our initial reactions right and, and like i said i actually had a ton of fun playing today um and I just, I want to see a little bit of balance moving forward, right? And I think, okay. I, I think there's a lot of potential in this. I think primarily because of the fact that you can keep things fresh. And I think that's because that's something that people have complained a ton about in like constructed formats, right? Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes to an extent in BGs, right? When it was like all Murloc meta for a while. And so that's why I think this format has a lot. But we've talked a lot about duels. If you guys want access to it, um, if you do pre-order or get a pre-order from like a giveaway or anything like that, uh, that will get you access to, to battle, uh, Hearthstone Duels. Um, but if you don't uh, want to pre-order, uh, everybody gets access starting on November 12th. So make sure you guys keep an eye out. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. New, new, Anything new is good. <laughs> um, but let's talk about, speaking of new, the new progression system. So this is something that had been linked for a while. Um, and now it's kind of officially, finally a thing. So starting with mm -hmm. Madness at Dark Moon Fair, uh, each expansion is going to bring like a, a rewards track or a battle pass, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so baseline, everybody has like it's fifty levels, okay. And so you gain experience and you gain levels uh, through a variety of ways, whether that's playing the game, completing quest. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about this achievement system that they've implemented now. So there's a ton ton of ways to get experience. And whenever you get experience and gain levels, you'll get cards, card packs, gold, some cosmetics. Um, if you want details, they have an example that they talked about in the VOD. Uh, and we'll post mm -hmm. a picture of it. But basically, you'll get a hero skin, tons of gold. Um, and if you're somebody like Corbett and I who plays the game a ton, and you get past level 50, every level after that will get you a ton of gold. So it's not limiting you in the amount of rewards that you can get, which I know a lot of people kind of we're worried about <laughs> yeah they they emph they emphasized in the board that players not going to be worse off uh pretty much like everyone will be earning as much if not well, pretty much more than what they were getting in the previous system um i think this has been like a long time coming the whole diving into cosmetics and this kind of revamp and i'm very excited because it looks really like the reward system does look really good i think the progression system that they like kind of outlined um we'll have to wait and see like when everything goes live but yeah everything looks really really good from um what we've seen so far yeah, and if you guys are familiar with battle passes in other games, so like I'm thinking FPS games or maybe even Magic the Gathering Arena, so there's obviously this free tier that everybody gets access to, um, but there's also a paid track. Uh, and we don't know what the paid track is going to cost. I'm thinking probably somewhere in the region of like 25, 30 uh, USD. But if you do buy this premium track, you get access to everything in the, in the free track, obviously, but then you also get access to... Um, extra golden cards extra packs extra hero skins mm -hmm. all that kind of good stuff um i think the example that they showed is if you buy the premium track you automatically get a free golden legendary of the free legendary that everybody else gets right silas dark moon um yeah so just tons of new cosmetics if you paid right so it's, it's worth it if you're a whale and you enjoy cosmetics um and then speaking of cosmetics things that are a long time in the coming we're like getting cosmetics for everyday things right like the coin in your deck uh, the example they gave is if you level to 50 in the tavern pass you get a cosmetic a cosmetic coin which is awesome or if you collect all the cards in the expansion you get another cosmetic coin which is cool um but yeah there's like tons of cosmetics tons of progression system i i think it's really really cool they've also talked a little bit about um 
reworking the quest system so not only do you have daily quests which are like your small like play two games of warlock or whatever um but now you mm-hmm. also have week weekly quests that give you like a thousand gold so it's like play five games of battlegrounds or like play 10 games of a constructed format right and that gives you tons of goals you have access to both daily and weekly quests which is cool um what else am i missing i there's a bunch of bunch of small <laughs> details right and we're obviously not going to cover all <laughs> Look, of them but yeah there's a lot of info out there um well, there'll be a whole bunch of links and stuff uh, if you guys check out so i don't know there's a lot um do we know exactly like did they give a, a rough date of when the whole uh progression system will be going live um, do they give any indication of that i'm assuming it's saw? i'm assuming it's coming out with the new expansion because they said starting mm-hmm. with dark moon fair you're going to get access to this okay. rewards track and so i'm assuming the quest revamp um yeah. these achievements so this is like for all of you guys that are like mmo nerds you guys are going to love this right all you achievement hunters out there <laughs> um and honestly low-key one of the most exciting parts about this is you know when you on your profile profile page where it's like level 60 with all of your classes Mm -hmm. right now on that page it tells you how many wins you have with each of those classes so you don't have sounds terrifying to be honest (laughs) well so you you don't (laughs) have to go and like build the druid deck to see how many druid wins you have you know um yeah but i I try not to think about how many wins i have on each of the classes though i I get get it rubbed in my face how many times or every time i play warlock how many wins i have with that class so i feel yeah um but that's just like like there's a ton of small maybe not even small huge quality of life changes that are coming um mm-hmm. and so first thing put your pitchforks away the battle pass system looks awesome the achievements look awesome the cosmetics are something that they should have done a long long time ago um so yeah lots of lots of cool stuff coming without even like touching the constructed or like ways that you're playing the game um yeah but yeah so let's move on um the patch went live today, 18.6. So that's the patch that brought a new BG's hero. So Zeph, who looks absolutely broken, by the way, um, and nerfs to Genie. Uh, and then we're also, you know, finally have the nerfs to Evocation and Solarian Prime. So F's in the chat yep. for, for those quest I feel players. like uh, you've probably heard this question a million times as well. Uh, to anyone out there, yes, just just dust the cards. Uh, if, if it turns out that Evocation's really good, you can just craft it back at no extra cost. Yeah. Like, if you dust for 1600, you can get it back. As long as you, like, don't use that dust on something else, then there's no real downside to immediately dusting a nerfed card. Yeah. Um, so that's totally fine. But yeah. Especially if you, like, aren't going to be playing Quest Mage anytime soon. Like, what's what's the harm, right? Um, yeah. Or play Quest Mage now, see if you still like the power level of the deck post nerf, and then yeah. dust, right? Um, and then, last but not least, uh, just like you got Vargoth and Kael'thas and all these free legendaries, uh, you have another one that all you have to do is log into Hearthstone on any of your accounts and you get access to Silas Darkmoon. Uh, so this is the seven mana legendary card. Um, he reads... Mm-hmm. Okay, so first of all, Corbett and I have been asking for cards that impact board positioning right forever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and this is just like another card that does that, which is awesome. Um, so let's talk about Silas Darkmoon. So this is a 7-mana 4-4 legendary card. Uh, Battlecry, choose a direction to rotate all minions. Okay. <laughs> and so if you choose right, whatever minions to the right of Silas Darkmoon or Silas Darkmoon itself will move on to your opponent's side of the board. And then your opponent's, like, leftmost minion will come down to your side of the board, right? Like, mm-hmm. it'll it'll be like a little clock or anti-clockwise, whatever. Counterclockwise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so... Like most of these legendary cards that have been revealed, they're usually not very good in standard, but they usually somehow break a deck in wild always. Um, and as as is tradition, it's already been like solved, I guess, in wild. Uh, Silas Darkmoon gives you a win condition now in Odd Warrior. If you guys haven't seen this, oh my god, it gives you a win condition. Okay, unreal. <laughs> uh, so there's this card called Ashton Soul Flayer. So it's basically like Wrathguard. Whenever it takes damage, your hero takes damage. And so you'll play that, and then you'll play Silas, so that you give your opponent the Ash Tongue Soul Flare, and then Shield Slam it for 30 damage. That's the ideal. I don't think it's super consistent. I know you played a lot of the deck. Is it good? Yeah, I, I played I played a bit today. Um, yeah, about that whole win condition idea. I don't know how much winning was actually done with this uh, combo. With the, the seven mana treachery, was basically is what we were using this for. Um, no, I, I think this really isn't that consistent in Odd Warrior. It isn't really good enough at all. 
Uh, it's very, very hard for Odd Warrior to actually like accumulate that much armor. Even against some of the slower decks, like the idea is to give it lethality against things like Q-Block or um, I don't know, Reno Mage or Reno Priest, but it's actually hard for like, like Q-Block will pressure you before you mm. can even get close to that amount of armor. Um, even like Reno Priest can put enough pressure on. So it's very, very difficult actually um, to get to the point where you, you get your one of Legendary and then you know, you've had to save a shield slam and you've drawn through your deck. Like Odd Warrior doesn't have that much draw either. It's just, um, the it's just like a very awkward, yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just like a very awkward combo uh, to try and play in the deck. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's just, uh, it just doesn't quite work. And people have like talked about maybe trying it in other lists mm -hmm. um, where like if you get an Emperor discount, maybe you can do like bring it on and that kind of thing. But at that point we start talking about, you know, like an Emperor discount on four or five cards. And then why are you not um, And once you get to that territory, yeah. Yeah, once you get to that territory, it's it's terrible. I, I, um, so yeah, I think it's a cute idea, but not actually very practical. So maybe not even an Odd Warrior, but I've seen a little bit of ideas with like It and Octasari, right? And so you can play okay. some kind of like yeah. mill deck with that, right? I'm th like in Rogue, right? You play Anka and you make Octasari like one mana, and then mm -hmm. you like give it to your opponent with Silas and then you backstab it. Which is yeah. pretty sick. Um, but yeah, I, oh the card, the card's sick. The card's great. Like it's, it's a sweet super card, cool flavor. But... Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't know how good it'll be. If you guys have ideas of decks that you think it might be good in or combos that might, you know, it might work with, let us know down in the comments below. But now let's actually get to the big thing, that, the thing that we've kind of been dancing around uh, <laughs> talking about. Let's talk about the new expansion. So this is Madness at Dark Moon Fair. If you guys haven't heard the song, pause, pause this, go listen to it, because it's one of the best, I think, expansion songs I think we've had in a long, long time, okay? It's All the right. Uh, if they thing. come back, our, our listeners now are all traumatized because that was one of the most terrifying things I think I've ever heard. They uh the Dark Moon theme. Dude, um, it was so cool. It was legitimately cool. spooky, but <laughs> it was yeah. very spooky. It was fun. Uh, yeah, it was very spooky, but um it was really cool as well. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, man, there was a lot of like interesting music that we got today. We got a whole bunch of like wrestling theme when the uh when the duel stuff was announced yeah. as well. That was kind of fun as well. Stuff that they goes underneath the radar. All the flavor just. <laughs> uh, but yes, Madness at Dark Moon Fair, brand new Hearthstone expansion. Uh, it looks like it's going to be really, really sick just by the 12 cards we saw today. And we're going to talk about our favorites here in a bit. We're not going to talk about all of them, but we'll just talk about our favorites. Um, so, reveal, so reveal season starts on November 3rd, right? So 10 days from today, maybe 11, depending on when this actually goes live. Depends on how lazy and quick I am at editing. <laughs> It'll be November 3rd is when reveals start, and they usually end... A, like three or four days before the actual expansion um so that we're gonna get 130 something cards in the span of like 10 days which is kind of insane but also really freaking awesome um yeah these next 10 days are gonna go by um, really slowly <laughs> <laughs> yes uh yeah the it might even be sooner than that i know for the last reveal season um it was like a similar time frame where the expansion reveal season kind of kicked off about two weeks out mm -hmm. but we actually almost got a week off so it was like the entire thing was almost jam-packed in about like a week nine to ten days yeah. okay uh so it's very intense like there's a lot of new info that's going to be coming out very very uh shortly um but yeah dark moon fair man um super excited on this one like we've heard this like rumored i think we even mentioned it by name last week um yeah. like on the last podcast yeah so uh we mentioned dark moon um it seems very hearthstone this whole like reimagining of the old gods kind of taking over carnival it seems very very uh on on brand very uh very fun yeah um so yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, Old Gods was one of the, like, that was pretty much the expansion where I kind of started picking up Constructed a little bit more. Nice. Um, I remember playing a ton of Dragon Warrior. That was one of my first, uh, one of my first loves. Um, <laughs> so yeah, looking forward to, looking forward to kind of revisiting all this kind of stuff and getting this reimagined picture. Um, but yeah, it looks really fun. Yeah, I, well, the flavor looks very Hearthstone-y. The cards that we've already seen look like they're going to be insanely fun to play. And they look like they're pretty decent power level as well, uh, even for Wild, which is kind of interesting. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, if, I don't think we've said this. The expansion comes out November 17th. So this is like three weeks earlier than we normally get an expansion, but who cares? That's awesome. Um, and just a reminder, like when you're climbing the ladder next month, you can any any ladder rewards give you packs for from Madness of the Dark Moon Fair. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. We hate... <laughs> Let's talk about okay. Let's talk about the new mechanic. Let's just take this one step at a time. Let's talk about the new mechanic. That's, okay. Um, so All the right. new keyword is corrupted, right? We're talking about old gods, of course. The keyword's corrupted, um, and it's a very very simple keyword. Okay, so if you're holding this card that has corrupted, usually it's not a very good card, 
okay? But if you play a card that has a higher mana cost, so example, I'm holding a three mana card that says Corrupt, and I play a four mana card or above, okay, what that will do is that'll transform your Corrupted card, and the up it'll be an upgraded transformed version that'll still cost three mana. Okay, so the <clears> example uh, that I want to talk about is a Paladin card called Day at the Fair. So this untransformed is a three mana summon three dudes. Okay, it's like a worse muster for battle. But if you play anything that upgrades it and corrupts it, it is now a three mana stand against darkness. Okay, three mana summon five dudes, which is really, really, really good, by the way. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So it's a very, very simple, simple keyword. What do you think the viability of this keyword is? Right, For me, my instinct is it's going to be a little bit slow because you have to play something expensive to upgrade it. And I think like the thing that you're going to be looking at is, is the card playable, uncorrupted? Because if it is, then its corrupted version is going to be really, really good. Yeah, uh, it's just trying to kind of push away from the cards being like curve stone based, right? Where it's time to take cards that are kind of okay is on curve, but if you hold them back a little bit longer, then they can scale really well. Um, that said, I think especially in wild, it's going to be a little bit tough because you often don't have very much time, yeah. right? Like you kind of need to play out your stuff as as you can. Um, it, it, the format's less about like overall value and it's much more tempo oriented, even on your like quote unquote value engines often like very tempo based. You don't have much time to kind of just chill and hold stuff back. Um, So yeah, the the mechanic is a little bit awkward, obviously, where for certain decks that might be looking at playing this, um, for example, like I've heard people mention Odd Paladin, right? For the day at the fair, but how realistic is that? It's not really that realistic that you're going to be playing this Nod Paladin because on three, it's not very strong, uh, where it's not really much better than this Tira powering, right? Um, and to actually get it corrupted means that you have to play a five mana card, which means that this doesn't come down until turn six, which is already very, very late game for wild. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a relatively slow mechanic. It, it feels, um, it, there have been like similar things in the past where it's like, if you have 10 mana, gain the upgraded effect. Um, this is kind of like a toned down version of that, yeah. where it's a card that scales well into the late game, but not like not that late, right? Like where you'll have an upgraded version as early as maybe turn four, five, six, seven, eight, like that kind of mid-gamey range. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, obviously, I think it'll benefit um, cheaper cards a lot because you'll be able to weave them in um, and there's a bigger window for them to have the corrupted effect activated. Like if a card costs six, then the odds that it ha- can be corrupted with a seven, eight, nine, t- or 10 drop are like very, very low. It's very situational. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see more. I think I think it's a mechanic that can work, but um, it'll depend on the card, obviously, like it always does. Yeah, I mean, so let's talk a little bit about like so like for example, I think it will naturally tend to favor slower decks of the metagame, right? Your, your mm-hmm. quote unquote control decks, right? There's not really such thing as a control deck, I think, in Wild, but um, but even then, like the Shaman card that was revealed today, it's four mana deal four, which sucks. Okay, it's a terrible, terrible removal spell. But then if you corrupt it, it becomes like an upgraded swipe. But then at that yeah. point, it's like it's a barely better swipe on like turn five or turn six, which at most points is too slow and too late anyways. So I don't know. Yeah. It's I don't have high hopes for the corrupted unless there's some like insanely powerful card that like makes it worth, you know? Yeah, it'll it'll depend on the card specifically. Yeah. Um and, and it's just going to be, like, really about, like, what kind of tempo swing you can make it. Because it, it probably means that you're going to be taking either... You're either acting as the control with this kind of card in your hand. Or you're going to be, like, really looking for, like, this big tempo swing later on. Um, and, and there might be some cool setups that you can do. I'm sure there'll be, like... Um, like, imagine if, like, Desert Hair had, like, Corrupt Summon an extra two copies. Right? And you could do that Desert Hair Evolve or something on turn you know, five, yeah. um, something like that, you know? So it'll it'll depend on like how much of an advantage you can take on it. But yeah, it's an interesting mechanic trying to like push you a little bit off from just playing stuff on curve. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I mean, obviously we've only seen 12 cards. It's kind of hard to make final judgment. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, so sure. we're going to get into, so we're not going to normally do card reviews. We're not going to review every card that's been revealed, but we felt like we might want to make a little bit of an exception today. We're going to talk about four <laughs> of our favorite cards, and obviously we're going to talk about the four old gods that were released. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit of our impressions and potential playability and all that kind of good stuff. And I think we have to start with like the one, the only Yogg-Saron. All right, Yogg-Saron, yes. Master of Fate. So this is a 10-mana 7-5, of course. They all retain the same stats. 
Battlecry, if you've cast 10 spells this game, spin the Wheel of Yogg-Saron. Oh, oh my god. Okay, so I'm going to put a picture up on the screen. We'll talk about what this wheel is. So this wheel has six options, okay? Uh, you have five options that are the most common. They have 19% chance of landing on one of these five options. And these options are actually pretty powerful effects. So the first one is called Hand of Fate. Fill your hand with random spells. They cost zero this turn. Okay, a very yogg saron esque effect, right? Very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, then you have Curse of Flesh. Fill the board with random minions and then give them Rush. And that would be um, fill the board with random minions, then give yours Rush. Give so yours I rush. believe it'll give the opponent minions as well. Wait, that makes that a lot worse than I initially thought. But that's still a pretty powerful effect. Um, especially if you don't <laughs> I think, have I think that's just how I'm reading it. But I could be Fill wrong, the board yeah. with random minions and then give yours rush. And give. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, it specifies yours, so it would make sense that you're giving it to both. Okay, that makes it a lot worse mm -hmm. than I initially thought. But um, then you have Mind Flayer Goggles. Take control of th uh, three random enemy minions. So obviously this is going to be really, really good in some situations and then really, really bad in some situations. Um, then you have Mystery Box. So if you guys know, like, Puzzle Box of Yogg, it's literally Old Yogg, okay? Cast a random <laughs> yeah. spell for each spell that you've cast this game. Target's chosen randomly. And then Devouring Hungers. This is destroy all minions, gain their attack and health. Okay, so this is, like, the ultimate board wipe. Um, so these are the five most common options, and you might be asking, you know, what is this last option that you're keeping hidden secret? Uh, so there's this 5% chance of, like, absolute insanity happening, something that you probably only see... In the tavern brawl but we have rod of roasting okay and it literally says this this is not a meme okay this is literally what it says cast pyroblast the card the 10 mana deal 10 randomly until a player dies this will literally kill you with wow. uh, it's beautiful <laughs> um chef's kiss it's it's absolutely beautiful this is like the most beautifully crafted designed card i absolutely mm -hmm. love it i don't care if it's competitive or not i'm shoving it in every deck that runs any sort of spells because this effect is it's just it's beautiful this is why you play hearthstones for cards like this <laughs> well um we'll see uh, i don't, I I don't think, care I i'm playing Hearthstone... it i'm playing it okay 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 well yog yog is actually very um the, the way that designs card is actually pretty interesting to me uh where, like, I, I think a lot of the, the effects look like it's very random, right? Like, yeah. it, it looks like you spin the wheel. It's kind of presented in a way that makes it look very, very RNG heavy. But I actually don't think it's that RNG heavy m most of the time. Um, a lot of these effects are doing basically the same thing, right? Which is, like, you play Yogg, you clear the opponent's stuff, and you develop a couple minions. Yeah. That's basically what this is doing, right? Whether it's, like, cast a whole bunch of spells that cost zero. Like, you're probably removing, maybe you get a little bit of development. Um, you might play some secrets. Yeah. Uh, if you if you summon all your minions, yours have rush. It means that you're the one making the trades, right? Immediately. So even if like you do fill the opponent's board, you're probably like making a ton of value trades where possible. Um, which which is the same kind of thing, right? You're kind of just removing stuff, developing. Take three of their minions, same thing. Random spells, old yog. Basically, we know how that goes, right? We know how puzzle box works. It, it clears stuff, develops. So it, even though it very explicitly looks random, and there'll be definitely some fun moments, right? Where for a lot of people. Um, kind of like this stuff a lot. I think it's actually very, uh, it's actually going to be quite similar a lot of time in its actual like practicality, like in actually what it does. I, um, except for the pyroblast, the pyroblast is kind of the insanity. <laughs> I think. I mean, the, the main exception. But like, it that's the kind of effect that you want a ten drop to have, right? Like a super powerful swing the board back into your favor, right? It's similar to like what Nizoth does, what Gul'dan does, right? So mm -hmm. I like it. I know a lot of people had issues with like the competitive nature of this card. Yeah, as is like the usual conversation on on Twitter and Reddit, um, but they did mm -hmm. talk about how they can potentially change what the dials do, right? Because it's not specified on the card itself, they can change what is on the wheel of Yogg-Saron. They can change the percentage chances of those. So if the, if it yep. ends up being a a problem in the future, it's something they can change, which is nice. Um, yeah, that's it's such a great point. Like it's rare that a card given this much. This is give, giving this many options really for the yeah. designers to kind of tweak however they want um which is really really cool and so if it is, does become an issue i'm sure it'll be addressed um but right now yeah it seems actually pretty sweet the way it's being put together and stuff um 
but yeah, I, I think like it's the same kind of thing with quest mage or like cyclone mage, where if you kind of turn off the brain, the part of your brain that says like, oh, they generated the perfect answer. <laughs> and if you kind of just accept that like, yeah, it's quest mage, they're going to generate like, or, or it's cyclone mage, they're going to generate like a billion cards. Like, yeah, of course they're going to generate the perfect answer at some point. With, with Yogg, I think like if you just turn off the part of your brain that looks at the actual cards that are being randomly cast and you kind of just like accept that it's a board clear in development and that you're like, oh, that's a 10 drop. Like if that part of your brain kind of turns off, then I think it's fine a lot easier to kind of handle overall. So what I'm hearing from this is Corbett loves this card. Corbett is going to play this mm-hmm. in every deck. and Yep, and I will turn my brain off. <laughs> that's that's the message. Uh, but yes, Yogg Saron, I think it's an amazing card. I, I love it. Um, let's talk about the next one. Let's talk about Yashara, the yeah. Defiler, or Yashar's the Defiler. It's Yashara, right? Uh, I, I would say Yashaj. Yashaj. The Defiler. Is that wrong? The Defiler. All right. Let's talk about The Defiler. <laughs> the Defiler. He's a 10 minute 10 10. Battle Cry. Add a copy of each corrupted card you've played this game to your hand. They cost zero this turn. I'm assuming they're, you're getting the upgraded, corrupted version. Yeah. Um, that would make sense. Um, Again, I think this is a card that very explicitly depends on the other cards that are revealed in the set, so it's really hard to evaluate. Yeah. Um, but I think my initial instinct is you're probably not wanting to play a ton of these corrupted cards in Wild because of what we talked about earlier, about how difficult this mechanic is going to be to be good in Wild. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. we'll see. Maybe they'll release some broken cards that you kind of have to play. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I... This is just very similar to, to one of the Yogg wheels, right? Where you get a copy of all these corrupted cards. They cost zero this turn. And instead of playing spells that cost zero, you just get these upgraded corrupted cards. So it's a very, it's a better version of one of the wheels of Yogg. And that wheel is really good in Yogg anyways. Um, yeah. So if the corrupted cards but, um, are good, I think this will see potentially play. But in Wild, I'm, I'm hesitant to, to see or to say that this is going to be good. I don't know if you have a different opinion. Yeah, it, it, it reminds me of like King Feoros or something like yeah. that. Um, where I think it has the potential to really um, be like the dominant end game in standard. Yeah. Where like you can imagine that the, the late game at standard being largely defined by whichever deck or archetype or whatever um, can kind of take advantage of your charge and kind of gets to that point. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think in wild, uh, obviously 10 mana is a lot of mana, right? We're competing against things like Gul'dan. Which you know, uh, which cheat out stuff very like very efficiently, a lot easier than the corrupted cards are going to be cheated out. The corrupted cards are going to be relatively um, vanilla, it feels like, or a bit better than that. Which um, you know is fine, but um, again, we'll have to see exactly what it looks like. But this very much looks more like that standard bomb, um, that end game threat rather than a wild card. But uh, again, eh, cool. We'll see what the corrupted cards look like before judging. But yeah, very similar kind of effect to what you're saying with Yog. All right, next up, let's talk about the new upgraded version of one of my favorite cards of all time, Nizoth God of the <laughs> Deep. Yeah. Uh, I guess he's upgraded. Uh, so yeah, upgraded. <laughs> instead of resurrecting a bunch of Death Rattle minions, he's very specific in the type of minions he wants to bring back. He wants to resurrect a friendly minion of each minion type. So I'm assuming this means he'll resurrect one beast, one demon, one dragon. Uh, he is he is the new curator. He is the king of the menagerie. Mm-hmm. Um Currently, my instinct is I don't know what kind of deck wants to build some sort of menagerie, take advantage of menagerie with Nizar. I don't know. Um, like, yeah, I was looking at like Rena Lock. You have obviously powerful demons that you want to resurrect. You can run Dragon Queen Alexstrasza. You have Zeph as an elemental. I, but like, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it's one of those things where you might like you might be so desperate to kind of look for the the home run that you kind of miss that you may might not need to summon one of each kind right yeah, like, yeah if you're hitting if you're hitting just like a couple big things that just happen to be in your deck then that's pretty good um i mean kind okay. of like a, a master a master okart potentially kind of effect where you might only get three minions but maybe they're actually like very big and very strong but yeah i definitely think that like right now it's very hard to find out like where the hell do I even want this? Like, what is this? But when they're printing this kind of effect, it does make me wonder... What else do they have? Are we saying, like, some neutral Murlocs or something yeah. to make this make a bit more sense? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think my instinct is, like, I currently can't see a combination of cards in a viable deck that, you know, will make me want to run this, right? Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, who knows? Maybe they print 
just a really really good six mana beast right i can i can imagine this in something like lpg mage where if there just happens to be the right kind of minions printed alongside the stuff where you know this is like good highlander whatever like now there's a murloc for some reason that we want to start including then all of a sudden you know you can get like a big dragon you can get like an elemental seamat or ragnaros like this doesn't have to do that much if you're already like playing some of these cards so i don't know it, it's got like big potential a lot of these like old god cards they feel like exactly what we're talking about with um like i think i think Nazoth god is probably much more likely to be a late game bomb in wild um mm -hmm. than yashaj was right like i have a lot more faith i think that in the zoth even yeah. though right now it looks on paper like it's a much like it's much more high variance right like it's probably weaker but i think the upside is there potentially i, I also think it'll be a card that'll continue to get better in the future of wild right whereas like there's mm -hmm. probably not going to be too many more corrupted cards printed outside of the set so you sure it's gonna yeah it's gonna have a cap you know um yeah good point uh but yeah i think nazoth very similar is it, it's gonna push either new archetypes or like new list of decks right um yeah. which i think is really really awesome and the last one at least let's talk about our new exodia uh <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the new cthune cthune the shattered okay so this is a 10 mana 6 6 start of the game break into pieces now what the heck are these pieces uh so it breaks into four cards that are shuffled into your deck okay mm -hmm. uh and these are spells that are part of its bodies that get shuffled into your deck. It's really weird if you think about it. But basically what you have to do is some sometime throughout the game, you have to cast these four spells. So you have to cast the Eye of Cthune, uh, deal seven damage, randomly split among all enemies. So for five mana, it's basically like a worst Avenging Wrath. And Avenging Wrath saw Fringe Play and even Paladin, but even now, like it's not a very good card, right? It's not a very powerful effect. Uh, the next one is the Heart of Cthune, five mana, deal three damage to all enemy or to all minions. So this is like a Hellfire for one extra mana. It's not terrible. The Body of Cthune, five mana, summon a six-six Cthune's body with taunt. So this one's fine, right? That's like vanilla stats with taunt. Uh, and then you have Maw of Cthune, destroy a minion for five mana. So this is assassinate. Um, mm -hmm. So these are like mess spells, but once you have cast all four, you get. Cthune the Shattered, which gets shuffled into your deck. And Cthune the Shattered reads Battle Cry, deal 30 damage, randomly split among all enemies. Which is basically <laughs> Battle Cry win the game, right? Um, so the the card I mean we need some we need some Shadow Walk action, you know, just in Ooh, case. Just in yes, case. Yes, of course. Uh I, I think the card this reminds me a ton of, and probably not for a good reason, is uh Rin. Uh whatever her yeah. name is called, the Warlock Legendary. Where you get all these portals that you play out, and then you play Azari. Um, I don't like if you're at the point where you've been able to play four of these spells and you haven't died. Then, like, congrats! Like, you deserve to win this game because these spells are not very good. Um, but I will say this is—I absolutely love this this flavor and this design. This is like I love it absolutely. Um, I don't know where this sees play ever outside of like. Reno Shaman, maybe a really cool, interesting Reno Lock build, because why not? But Yeah, I I think like um again, this is another card where I can definitely see this kind of defining the standard late game. Yeah. Um really depending on like what else is available, but like I can picture a kind of control warrior kind of playing this where instead of running the bomb package, maybe you just play like this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, the cycle through your deck with you know the cutting classes and stuff like that, and then you play this as the as an end finisher, or even in something like priest, or I don't know. It really depends what standard looks like, but yeah, I think this can definitely define standards like game because it is that finisher. There's very limited armor gain and there's very limited like massive stats on board, so a lot of this is probably going to go to the face if you want it to. Um, in wild, uh, not sure. Um, there's a few like kind of cute synergies <laughs> that could work. For example, like maybe you play this, uh, a slower druid list. Um, with the the defender, the the five mana three five. If you mm -hmm. play a five cost spell, it costs zero. Yeah. You can also play like arcane tyrants. Um, you can get an emperor tick and maybe like brand and play this and basically like always clear the board and win. I don't know. Um, the pieces themselves aren't that bad. Where like you said, avenging wrath. Avenging wrath costs six, so it's one less damage for one less mana, which is fine. Um, they're not excellent 
cases, right? They're not like tempo positive, but they're like tempo neutral. So I don't know. The fact that though that they do get shuffled in and kind of slow down your draw a little bit, and then you have to redraw the Cthulhu makes it very slow. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, there have been times where people have said this kind of thing, whether it was like Mechathun Warlock, where, oh, or Mechathun is a card, where I think like sometimes it's easy to underestimate this kind of finishing potential. Um, but I guess like Mechathun in some ways is even easier to activate than this because you don't have to actually explicitly pay out all this mana. Um, but yeah, Cthulhu, reimagined, it's interesting, right? The Exodia type of effect. Yeah, I think it's going to be strictly worse than Mechathune in a lot of decks. I, I don't think it's going to be one yeah. of those like premier OTK decks in WoW, but I think it's definitely going to be one of those. Like, I'm going to play it because it's a really freaking cool card, a really <laughs> freaking cool way to win the game. Um, yeah. And, and like I would say, there's like a lot of synergy because you're shuffling these five cost spells into your deck, right? So like even a rogue like Stowaway can can immediately yeah. draw you two of these spells. You can like I think Druid. Uh, shaman has some synergy now with like five plus cost spells as well um mm -hmm. like but I, I i do think yeah i do agree with what you'll say in wild it's kind of like a strictly was mecha in standard it could actually define the like game of the format I think. like control shaman and control warriors and standard might want this but in wild like yeah maybe in wild i think this is going to be a fun card and not like a meta defining card but but yeah those are those are your four old gods that are coming back in uh madness at dark moon fair which is awesome i'm i don't know i'm super excited to see some more of these cards because like, we talked a lot about skull Immense academy and how awesome an expansion it was and it like just mm -hmm. from like the cards we've seen today and these old gods it looks like this expansion is going to be no different i think i'm really excited yeah and uh the turnaround's obviously going to be really quick mm -hmm. um where you know this is a right around the time where we normally have an entire month basically yeah um, before we kind of go into this kind of detail but yeah, the expansion's coming out really soon, guys. So November 17th, reveal season kicking off on, I believe, the 3rd. So yeah, it's all, it's all going to be happening super quick, um, all this new stuff. And yeah, we'll be able to dig into everything over the next like uh, few weeks. Yeah, and so like I said, we're not going to be... As as these weeks go on, we'll be talking about some of our favorite cards that have been revealed. We're not planning on doing any sort of detailed card review together. I mean, I'm going to be doing some individual ones on my channel. I don't know if Corbett's going to be doing some. Uh, he might talk a little bit about it on his stream. Um, but we might be doing some like theory crafting later as well. Uh, Corbett and I usually do a theory crafting stream together. So if you guys want to check us out, make sure you guys follow us on YouTube and Twitch. Um, last couple of pieces of news just from this announcement. I know we've been talking for a while, but that's just how much stuff was revealed and talked about today. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, one of the, one of the bigger pieces that I think went under the radar of a lot of people was that the devs kind of announced that we're going to be having mini sets of cards like a mini expansion uh, between each big expansion. So they they announced you're going to be having mini sets two months into an expansion, and these mini sets are 35 brand new cards that are released like into the packs of Dark Moon Fair, and you can just craft them without mm -hmm. having to do anything. So it's not like adventure or solo adventure or anything like that that you have to buy. And so these will be 35 new cards that potentially shake up the metagame and keep things fresh, which I think is awesome. And they... I... Yeah, so I, I like that they've kind of, I think, learned with what went a little bit wrong with Galakron's Awakening. Mm -hmm. yeah. Where, because Galakron's Awakening, um, like, uh, ho hopefully, like, what happened there was there was so much rapid, like, nerfing going on. And then the Galakron's Awakening cards, like, trickled out at that point. Yeah. Where there was, like, a, there was like a sort of like a five-week period where there was a nerf or a change, like, every week. So having it for the mid-expansion, like, the middle point... Um, I know. I, I hope that it's it's that kind of thing where they're kind of just released in. There's no like paywall. Players can kind of immediately use it, and it's kind of a one-off thing, um, rather than being hidden and kind of taken away. Like where a lot of people couldn't play like Quest Mage because they didn't want to, you know, have to get the Galakron's Awakening stuff as yeah. well. So yeah, this definitely slipped under my radar. I didn't even notice this. I was like, wait, what's happening? Yeah, and <laughs> with, they, they with announced the, uh, mini adventure. Yeah, they announced that they're going to be released via packs, right? So you will just open some more packs, and this will be now 170 cards that you can get in your packs instead of 135 um or you can just straight up craft them like you don't have and a lot of the issues has been with adventures is like you have to buy the image other or you can't craft the cards from them um but they also they also announced that this is going to be happening in every expansion moving forward so every expansion <laughs> yeah. is going to be having this like mini set which i think is awesome and it's amazing um but yeah i mean i am i'm super stoked there's a lot of news um <laughs> I'm looking at the, they had, they put out an updated like phase three what to expect 
All right, new expansions, card mechanics, brawls, battlegrounds, all that kind of good stuff. Um, and I, I will say they did they did say that there's the new game mode made a reappearance here on Phase Three, and I don't know if that means we're getting another game mode or that it's going to be like the official release of this one. <laughs> uh, we can hope. I'm hoping. I still want this new constructed mm-hmm. format, but yeah, Meowth has been uh, Meowth has been talking, been hyping this the new <laughs> game mode in Phase Three. I, I, I I'm pretty sure it's the um the official release of the of the deal stuff but, I, I you know too. maybe they'll slip one bias in like a month and a half i don't know you'll be the only one that called it we'll see we'll see but yeah i mean tons of <laughs> tons of new stuff tons of new cards um and so yeah corvette well, i wanted to record like a special little episode kind of a little bit earlier than we normally do to talk a lot of, a lot about this and our initial impressions um but yeah ton, tons and tons of stuff <laughs> make sure you guys tune in to both of our channels make sure you guys subscribe to our youtube channels and uh, follow us on Twitch and Twitter if you guys want updates and uh, like our opinions on some of the new cards and stuff that's being revealed uh, in live time. And we'll make sure that we talk about, you know, our new cards or like our favorite cards that are being released and all that kind of stuff on upcoming episodes. So if you guys enjoy content like this, make sure you guys drop that subscription and make sure you guys like and comment to help us out with the YouTube algorithm. Uh, dude, I'm so excited, man. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that again. I'm so hyped. Every time new expansions come, I'm so, so hyped. Yeah, the, 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 like, the packed-in reveal season, where it's just kind of like 10 days of chaos where you have a new card out every five hours kind of thing. Yeah. That's where I, that's what I'm loving about Hearthstone. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't love the, like, content creation of, like, ah, I should probably record a card <laughs> review, and then it ends up being, like, 40 cards, and you're like, all right, whatever. But, I mean, th- that means theory crafting is coming soon, and theory crafting is, like, one of my favorite things yeah. to do with Hearthstone, so. But, yeah, you guys. Let us know in the comments below what your favorite cards are, what you're looking forward to, what you're hoping that they release, all that kind of good stuff. And Corbett, thanks again mm. for joining me. Let the people know where they can find you. Uh, guys, you can find me at Corbett Games on Twitch. Streaming basically every day. Uh, I'm going to go sleep until, I don't know, probably next week. I'm that damn tired. But yeah, we're kicking things off and having fun with the new game mode and then a bit more wild uh, as well mixed in. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys did, uh, like again, Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. It helps us with the YouTube algorithms and all that kind of stuff. And lets you know when future episodes and videos and all that kind of good stuff goes live. Uh, We hope you guys enjoyed, and we will see you guys next time. Later. Bye, guys.